I went downstairs to find two eyes looking at me, with red bloody hands and fur so green that I could hardly see what was in front of me. He beat me with a bat, then brought me to his cave, where his dog Max barked so loud it made my eardrums go whack. As he bathed, I tried to escape, but Max got in the way so he could hit me as I cry in pain. The last thing I saw before I got ripped to shreds was Max grinning as the Grinch says go to bed. And hey, that was my my kid's creepy poem that she wrote for uh, Christmas that I was talking about over like the last two episodes. I had her actually sit down and record it. I'm terrified. I know. She's very she's a very creative kid with, uh, I mean, I didn't know it got that twisted, but she likes writing poems and she got a little dark with that one. On that note, welcome back to the Red River Horror Podcast. This is episode number 25. I'm your host, Joseph Kresge, joined by Eddie Cayazzo. Hey, Ed. Joe, happy... Happy, happy New Year! Happy all of it. It is a happy New Year, and we got some. We got a. We got a fun one today. We do. We do another interview for first interview of 2021 with actress Olivia Lucarde. Ding 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 ding. We're trying we to got, figure out. Should yeah. we do like the big like morning show, morning zoo type show intros for things? Or we got we got to come up with something like a little like creepier, I guess. Yeah, but, well, yeah, people have to feel special when they come on. They have yeah. to be like, you know what? Wow, that was such a an intro. Yeah, and so when we're interviewing her, like you, you know, people be like, oh, what's that name? It's like you might know her from It Follows or yes. Orange Is the New Black. She has a spot on The Deuce on HBO. Uh, what was the? Well, I'm drawing a blank, but we talk about it in the interview. We talk about a lot in so, the interview. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's she so, so much fun. So people are going to enjoy this one. She came on to promote the upcoming movie coming out January 12th on all streaming platforms. All of them. All streaming platforms, which was um, for the movie Go, Don't Go. Yes. So that comes out January 12th. iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Xbox, Vudu, DirecTV, Dish Network, and all major cable providers. Real quick, Go Don't Go is a post-apocalyptic psychological thriller oscillating between a forgotten love story and an inescapable paranoia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We got to watch the trailer before we did it, and we will put a link to that trailer. And um, definitely check this one out. It's, it's got an interesting look. Something a little different. Yes. Very... So- timely go don't go i'm excited to see it i can't wait till we watch all these movies that are in the queue for us i know we got we got some fun stuff lined up absolutely so let's not waste any more time we'll get right on to it and here's our interview with the lovely olivia lucardi the idea of me is slowly killing you Today on Red River for Red River Heart podcast we have olivia lucardi Mm -hmm. uh the upcoming film go don't go. Yeah. Very excited to have you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Let's just get right into it. Yes. So, so what, what did you have? You had the well, had for, some, first some questions off, and other good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, we watched the trailer uh, just before speaking with you, and this says it's an isolation horror. What do they mean by that? It's the idea of what would happen if you're in the world completely alone, and... You know, you don't know what fully happened. He's obviously by himself in this world in, you know, a rural area. And it's basically like a descent into madness through isolation, which I feel like a lot of us can understand nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Nothing to do with 2020. It was before its time. <laughs> Absolutely. When was it filmed? Do you know? Um, it was filmed 
three years ago. Wow. I think. So it's, it's I want to say three bit. years ago. Because it was my, I filmed it on my 29th birthday, I believe. And I'm 31 now. What's that math? Is that real math? Is that bad math? I think it might be. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, 29, th- three years ago. Yeah, that's math. That'll work. It's, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That math works. I'm an actress, not a mathematician. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, but we, yeah, we shot it like three years ago. Well, actually, could you walk us through it from the actor actress's perspective as far as this was filmed three years ago, and then do you just get a phone call one day and say, boom, uh, this film's going to be released? Or like, how did you find out You know, this film specifically, what was happening with it? Yeah, I'm like, this film specifically, uh, <laughs> it happens so many different ways for different projects. Um, this one, I knew Alex um, a little bit prior to doing the film, Alex Knapp. And he has been keeping me up to date and posted throughout the entire journey. So we were putting it around into festival circuits, which we got to have a premiere at um, in San Francisco last year before the world went to the way it is. <laughs> right. So we got to show it there and it did the film festivals and the timeline of the film is pretty accurate of indie films coming out. It usually comes out two to three years after. So, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, some, some of them can. Some of them get, you know, processed right out, which is great when that happens. But a lot of them, you know, it's they've got to do the editing, which can take up to a year depending. And then you have to do the festival circuit. And then hopefully, which luckily we did get found and bought and, you know, being promoted and pushed, which is what you want from any indie film, pretty much. Absolutely. So yay, we yay. won. <laughs> yeah, right. And and it is important to note, um, Alex Knapp, I believe, wrote, directed, and... And starred. Wow. That's so... He, yeah. He filled all three roles... No. And like his first thing, how amazing is that? That's that was his first thing. That damn no, triple right. threat. Yeah, <laughs> just coming out swinging. <laughs> Seriously. So yeah. we're, we're speaking with actress Olivia Lucardi, Red River Horror Podcast, episode mm. twenty-five, talking about the film. Just to bring everybody up to date here, it's called Go, Don't Go, and it will be available on demand and digital. So that means iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Xbox, Vudu, Directv, Dish Network, all these places that i'm sure you're sending them the file right olivia you're just like here you go guys like i'm going to send it to each of these places oh yeah <laughs> yeah you're the yeah, distributor and actress. that's my job I, yeah. that. right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't someone else does that and they yeah. do a great job <laughs> not taking credit <laughs> so now are you alex knapp's love interest in the film in the film yes you know it goes through an interesting timeline of where we are in the current world in this current world and not ours that that where we are in the current world they're parallel <laughs> and um flashbacks of what happened prior and so you see me in like throughout the flashbacks and um in his madness visions and we were love interests and obviously something happened uh-oh gotta watch it 
Find out. <laughs> you gotta find out on your own. Uh-huh. It's available for pre-order now. <laughs> yes, and no, that's that's important. See, mo- most people that we talk to, they forget. Like we even spoke to uh, one filmmaker like earlier on in the pandemic. They're like, uh, I don't, I actually don't know. Can can you get it that way? I'm just like, yeah, yeah. You gotta have you gotta have the release stuff ready to rock. This is this is the yeah. the Zoom press tour, right? <laughs> I know. I haven't been able to do one during quarantine. I have something to like dress up for. Too bad this is just audio damn it i'm just kidding wow. uh you guys can see my face but um no it is i lost my train of thought it's great <laughs> <laughs> no it's fine totally we were just saying it, no but go don't go released you know just i listed all the places it was available and then yeah like you totally you totally plugged it the right way and it's important moving forward that we don't give away anything from the film because joe and i are going to watch it yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll definitely be watching once we can see if, I mean, it looks like a lot of fun. And then, it, I mean, it also looks like, you know, these kinds, like a thriller, I mean, you have a lot of fun on set, good vibes everywhere. It was a lot of, sorry, I'm so sorry. No, no, um, it was a lot of fun filming. We also shot it in one of like, so I grew up in Brooklyn and in Chatham, New York, and we mm-hmm. shot it in Chatham, New York in Columbia County. And it was great to like go home and film in my town. And then there's actually a scene at the bar where it's showing me and Alex's character, Adam, first meeting. And everyone in that bar is like high school friends and people that like grown up with. We needed extras. We offered beer. (laughs) The town came running. It was it was great. (laughs) That's so awesome. How far from Brooklyn is is that Chatham? Because I, I I knew somebody that had a similar experience in like Kentucky. They were near Louisville, and then but you go out just a little ways, and they have this huge area where you know it's easy to get to. Yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. It, it, no, no, no. Um, it's uh, two and a half hours north of New York City. Wow. With traffic, it's like three, but it's like yeah, it's two hundred, two hundred, <laughs> two and a half hours. You're good. And um, it's like. 45 minutes south of Albany. Okay. New York. So, yeah. It's a cute little town, though. I love it. There's like a bunch if of... If I ever went back to the East Coast, I'd probably move back there and just commute to New York City. That'd be nice. Now, as an right? actress, yeah. what what is the balance of work between L.A. and New York? Like, did, did you ultimately have to say, okay, I got to move to L.A. if I'm going to, you know, do more film projects? Like, what's the balance? Um... They're balanced pretty well. So everything that I've ever booked, I've booked in New York um, because I moved out here and like COVID happened. That's the reason I haven't worked. That's <laughs> uh, so bad. Um, but you know, so it's it is pretty balanced in what there is. And now with everything being Zoom auditions and self tapes, I mean, technically you could live wherever you want right now. It's kind of interesting to think about in that sort of aspect that now we have the opportunity because of COVID to technically live wherever we want because you're no longer, or at least probably not for a while, but in-room auditions aren't going to probably be as much of a thing anymore. You know, so everything's through tape. So you can be anywhere in the world and shoot tape and uh, send it right through the lovely Google email. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's just that easy. But um, I wanted to move to New York. Yeah. I personally moved out of New York because I love it. It's from it's where I'm from, mm-hmm. but, um, I've been there for my whole life and it was time for a new chapter, a bit of a change and it was the right change and the right move. And, um, yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. Hopefully more work will come. 
<laughs> well, is that, are you attracted to projects that, you know, help you, I guess you're always playing somebody as an actress, but are, are you ever attracted to some projects more than others based on your life experience? I'm not fully sure. Um, and I say I don't, I'm not fully sure because I don't, there's nothing that automatically like screams out like, yes, this part was like, you know, which I loved all the parts that I played. But I feel like maybe there, I haven't found that part yet that like really, really like screams to me like, yes, this is it. This is me that I want it mm-hmm. so bad, you know, yeah. which you sort of feel that way about every part. I mean, I guess you have to I mean, to a certain extent. You, like, you would want to. Just to get yeah. the character. <laughs> exactly. They put it out there. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I always put myself, a little bit of myself into every character. But I think some of the best parts playing were in Channel Zero for Butcher's Block. Mm-hmm. That was a great, and, and on the horror spectrum as well. Yeah. Um, uh, that was, and I don't even know if this answered the question or if I just like hijacked the question to like something else. Not at all. But um, that was one of my favorite parts (laughs) because um, I got to like show a range of acting Mm. in the character and, you know, also like shine light on like schizophrenia in ways that I don't think that it really is portrayed in film as well. So um, I did really like that part. And that part felt really good. I'm like, yes, this is a good part for me. And I'm going to do really great. It's <laughs> awesome. And yeah. you you mentioned that show. I did not I have not seen it. It's mm-hmm. You you had mentioned that show I did. specifically, yeah. Yeah. Cuz I was like I was when I was like, "Oh, Olivia's coming on." I'm like, "Oh, interesting. I'm going to look up your Yeah, pretty much. The whole, the whole good thing. I'm like, "Oh, yeah." And it's just like it's you have such like an interesting like variety of roles that you've done so far, like different shows, different studios that I guess you've worked with. I mean, it's pretty Thank you. Pretty cool. I mean, especially like now saying you're from New York and I moved to LA and I have a hard time when watching TV movies at this point. I'm just like, what is even filmed in New York or LA? I didn't get so like for example, was the deuce shot in New York? Yeah. Okay. I was hoping yeah. so. That was all that was all in New York. Okay. A lot of stuff is filmed in New York. I was like, HBO will do New York. And I was just like, what is We do. Yeah. That was cool. And then like, well, Orange is was Orange is the New Black that was in LA or is that also shot in New York? That was also shot in New York. Jeez. I got to do better job at looking at where, like, the location. It's like, everything's <laughs> just done in L.A. We got to move to L.A. And and Channel Zero was in uh, Winnipeg, Canada, in Manitoba. Ooh. So that wasn't in New York or L.A. No. That's, and I hear for productions um, that they use Vancouver a lot and pass that off as different cities mm-hmm. in filming locations. I find it funny because now I can tell uh, fake New York City, which is Montreal, which mm-hmm. is also so Montreal gets used for fake New York City and it also gets used for fake Paris. And I can totally tell now because I went to Montreal once to do like film the bold type. Mm-hmm. And I was there for like 48 hours and I got to like explore a little bit of Montreal. And I was like, this really does look like Paris. And now I watch things and like, it's not Paris. That's like <laughs> a green screen of an Eiffel Tower in Montreal. I, I, I see your trickery. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what being it, like, so Red River Horror, you know, we're proudly Philadelphian. You know, we're both mm-hmm. both born, raised, and reside in Philly. And and it's, it, we, we always kind of wear that proudly. So I would know, and, and I, I think I have a, an understanding as to why Hollywood doesn't come here too much. 
Because if they pulled something like that, if they filmed in Canada and tried to pass that off as Philly, we would know immediately. We'd be like, I'll oh, get the hell out of here. But what about Always Sunny in Philadelphia? That's filmed in L.A. It is. And they just do the outdoor and, shots in town. And so it's always but like then they're out. Their outdoor for their shop is in downtown L.A. Right. for outside of Patty's. It's like. Yeah. The, the flip side of that coin is once something blows up mainstream that is Philly, then they totally own it. So so it's yeah. like, so in, instead of I guess the Liberty Bell being the most visited thing, which is you know very historically significant, it's the Rocky statue that gravi- that people gravitate to. <laughs> oh, I, was, I thought you were going to say it's like Patty's Pub. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, believe it or not, there is a real Patty's Pub that they based that I, off of. That is even trashier than you could imagine. (laughs) It's a wonderful place. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, we're speaking with Olivia Lucardi. Go, Don't Go, the new film coming out January 12th. And it's just important to note, we mentioned it a little bit earlier. This is, wow, Kamikaze Dogfight, Gravitas Venture Ventures, Red Arrow Studios, written, directed, and starring in by Alex Knapp. But Olivia, one of the things I had to ask, because my wife and I are always curious when we watch It Follows, okay? What the hell is that thing that you're like reading? Into? What is that? Wait, where am I going? Oh, do you I, um... Do you have it? I have it. Yes. <laughs> oh, I might not. Oh, no. I'm no. not moved with me. I have, I do have it. I own it. Yeah. But <laughs> so it's it's a compact. It's a well. First off, it's a clam phone. Can't you see? Obviously. <laughs> um, but it was it was an old um, mirror compact that was spray painted and green screened with a phone screen. Um. But, you know, obviously it was made up because in that film, you can't tell what time period it is. And I'm the only one that technically has any form of technology. Yes. Uh, so yeah. it, 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 it is really weird, but it's a made up technology. It's not real, except for wherever the fuck it is <laughs> in my house. <laughs> it's, it's somewhere. That's just what so- I, I like packed it with me when I moved. <laughs> But we literally, every time we watch, because it's honestly, it follows as far as modern horror films go. I'm a huge, huge fan. I, it was one of those films that lived up to the hype. Everybody like him, they kept saying, did you see It Follows yet? Like when it was making the rounds, you know, trying to go viral. S- similar and it, type release though, right? It was filmed a good couple of years before it really kind of caught traction. Yeah, it was filmed... I think like 2011, no, actually, well, before it caught traction, but it was we filmed it in 2013, it came out 2014, I think. It was the first film that I did. Um, oh wow, so that was my first film, and then I shot, I was shooting another film which just came out, okay, (laughs) this past year, actually. (laughs) Um but we were filming that in 2014, and then I went. We it got picked up at Cannes for Con Cannes, however, however it's pronounced. However it goes, uh, it's the tomato tomato for me. I can't tell which one it is. Me neither. Um, but <laughs> the Cannes Festival got picked up, and then it did Sundance, and then it got released on its own. 
because it got bought by um, some production company. I can't remember the name of. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. <laughs> it was Anchor Bay. I think. I'm not sure. Well, we. I think. Or is that distribution? I I always get mixed up. That's why we always try and pry as much information out of the filmmakers and actors as we can <laughs> <laughs> understand the process. Yeah. yeah, I, I'm like seeing the logo, but I'm not seeing the name of it. Whatever, it, well, it got bought by a we, great, a great production company, and yeah. they put it out, and then it became huge, <laughs> which was unexpected. I mean, honestly, like we always joke that we we didn't know what exactly we were getting into. It's like how how big could a film about a sexually transmitted ghosts can how big can that get i mean how far can that really go and then it got huge and i'm so grateful for it and is a great scary film i don't really watch horror a lot (laughs) but you know it's good i can watch this because i know it's happening i just have anxiety i can't handle it um (laughs) but i want to be able to watch it and see what everyone else sees at the same time of like i want to get scared like i want to i want to see what like how everyone else feels I mean, at the time, so just coming off of uh, j- just a little bit of a horror retrospective, when you have some of the stuff that was in the early 2000s, it, it wasn't really like I-, I didn't personally enjoy a lot of that stuff. So mm-hmm. when the 2010s hit and, you know, you had films like Sinister come out and then it follows. I'm just trying to think like uh, chronologically. Mm-hmm. It, it, it it again living up to the hype for me was a big deal. So like when people kept telling me it follows was so good, and then I actually saw it and it was, I'm like, wow. <laughs> well, so you hold on to it. Yeah, I mean, and then also like we're the types that we talk to each other all the time and don't really take each other's recommendations. <laughs> right. We take each other's recommendations <laughs> with a grain of salt. Right. Like, all right, whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'll check it out when I get the time. And then like when it's good, it's like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. it follows. I mean, it was just a very unique type story. Like I like when you first read the script, it's like sexually transmitted ghost is like, like what do you remember that feeling being like, what, what's going on here? Or is it um, just like, Oh, this is clever. I kind of, I, I speed read the script right before talking to uh, David Robert Mitchell, uh, the director. <laughs> so I literally zoom past it so fast. I'm like, it is right on my brain. Yeah. Let's go. We can talk about it right now. And then, part of me then like once the meeting was done i was like what did i just read and then <laughs> it like it then i had to like reread it before you know getting on set yeah. um but i rem- i mean it was such at the beginning of my career so it was really just i read it, i was like this sounds cool and yeah. weird and yeah. like yeah it'd be fun to do horror and then i luckily got it and Met some one of my like best friends, honestly, Kira Gilcrest and I still really close. Wow. Yeah. Got to be a part of one of the best horror films that came yeah. out in the two thousand tens. Absolutely. That's such a such very exciting yeah. way to start get get your film career started. Yeah, and now uh, I'm starting twenty twenty one with Go Doko. Exactly. Look at that product placement. How about oh. that? Bringing it right on home. Start every decade with some kind of horror thriller. Yes. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not you you know, against that. I would like that. That's yeah, awesome. It's fun. <laughs> I bet. Now, it's like, I after watching It Follows, I kept thinking, it's just like, if I ended up with this thing following me, it's like, how would I get it off my back? Who would you fuck to kill? Exactly. That, I mean, it's it's a tough call. And then, It's course, not like, fuck, Mary kill. It's like, 
Who do you fuck to kill? (laughs) Who do I go after? And make sure they keep passing it down. Yeah. Well, that's where I was like, oh, man. Go to someone from the Jersey Shore cast. That's what (laughs) (laughs) That's a good call. (laughs) It's like, do I just fly to some, like, foreign country and bang a prostitute? And then hopefully that, like, gives a rapid chain of spreading the follow so it would take forever to get back to me. Yeah, and they can't swim. Or they don't say that they can swim. Mm. So Mm. it does make you think, like, how... I don't know. It does make you think, does it go across the water? What if they just flew away and instead of driving, come on, be smart fucking kids. Like, get the fuck out of town. (laughs) Well, last question on It Follows, because yes, we're here to promote Go Don't Go. Go, Go. But but, so that was actually filmed, that was in Michigan. Was that really Mm -hmm. in like, like legit Detroit? Uh, Yeah, we were staying in Troy, Michigan, which is about like 20 minutes outside of Real Detroit, but it was shot in real Detroit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I love Detroit. It's such an awesome I hear that. City. I hear it's so underrated. It is. When it's, I visited, I, I loved it. Yeah. I, like so It's I, awesome. And their art scene is like it's like a renaissance there for the art scene. Yeah. And it's really beautiful and amazing. That's cool. I yeah. suggest everyone go and support we, artists. We should be nice because, like, at Philly people, we Philly gets a bad rap sometimes. So it's like we should be nice to other cities that get a bad rap. Except I'm like nodding my head, like it's true. You do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> my I mean, boyfriend's from Philly, so it's like. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Good. Do we know him? <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the. the I, I, don't, I feel like I don't think so. <laughs> No, that's fine. It's just, it's just yeah. funny. No, because when I, of course, when you look at the IMDb and you see your age, like I, of course, first saw you in It Follows. So I thought you were younger. I'm just like, oh my God, she's like almost our age. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. No, <laughs> let's, let's let the internet think that. I'm young, 25. Yeah. Yes. Not I gave out my age earlier, but you know. <laughs> we can edit that out. <laughs> we don't need to. I'm proud of it. Own it. Yes. <laughs> Owning it. That's what I'm trying to do. Over my 30s and thriving. Yeah. No. <laughs> 30, 30 and thriving. Well, I'm 35 and thriving. 30 now. flirty and thriving. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's no longer dirty 30, okay? Yeah, 30 and thriving. <laughs> Let them all know. So, yeah. so now how will this experience of Go Don't Go being released, how will this be different from all of the other releases before it as far as your role now that the film is out? Um, well, luckily, I'm glad that we did get to have the San Francisco premiere um, just before everything last year, which was a nice public premiere. And I got to bring my boyfriend and we drove up and I got to see San Francisco for the first time. And this one, I'm kind of excited about it because within this, everyone's stuck at home. You have no excuse not to watch it. So, like, yeah, it's. <laughs> kind of a great time because it forces people to watch it and if I promote it enough and tell my friends like have you watched my movie yet oh you're not supporting me wow this is a great friendship like you know but it's so then I get to just watch it at home on in my pajamas <laughs> hell yeah no heels for me and mm-hmm. it's not <laughs> right now, Keep now it comfy do you get to is there I guess an experience at this point where you would watch, like like where the cast and crew would be on screens and people could ask questions, or does that not not exist? It it does exist. I mean, 
well, now I'm not sure because I don't. I don't think we're doing any sort of like um, online premiere event. But I've seen that that is possible to do nowadays. Of like having like a Zoom premiere and having people being able to ask questions and people have answer. We're not doing that, and I'm not gonna lie. I'm okay with it because I'm really bad on stage with a microphone in my mouth. So I mean, at my mouth, I'm, in my hand. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. I can't talk well. Uh, but uh, I guess it is is—it is a little different that we don't aren't able to really have those experiences at this point. But we had it in last February in San Francisco. Yeah, perfect. So I'm glad that Alex get to, got to experience that for it being his film and being able to like, it is sad that we don't get to see our film in like a theater right now and having some opportunity that we can all come together and... Yeah. I was going to say commiserate, but that's a bad thing, right? I can't remember. Just celebrate. Just celebrate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Our success of it being released, which is great. Yeah. I like to think people are being smarter. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in L.A. That's, that's like, how? when's the last time you went to like a restaurant or something like that? I mean, you're in the epicenter. A long time. Right? And I'm also someone that like. You just moved there. I'm like, I. I'm a Brooklyn girl. We don't cook. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we, we never really cooked. I cook great now. Yeah. But it's just like, still like, I like to, and then it's like, I'm like, okay, I want to walk, but I can't just like aimlessly walk. Like I need to have a fucking destination and like something to do. And it's like, I can't mm, do that. Cause mm. it's like, okay. I, or it's like, I've had a shitty day. I'm like, God, what did I always, what did I do for myself when I had a shitty day? Oh, I would go like buy myself an expensive steak and a glass of champagne at a restaurant by myself and be like, fuck all of you. I'm going to eat. Mm-hmm. And now I can't really do that. Because then if also then you order it on Uber Eats, they fuck up your order. Then it comes cold. And it's just like, ugh. it's not the same. I hear it's really expensive, too. I'm you. He'll be the first to tell you. I am like. Not that I, I'm not anti-technology. I just don't like having like a lot of apps and things on my phone. So I won't try something like that just on the fence. It's like, oh, it's another thing I got to download. You know, I got rid of Uber Eats. I no longer support Uber in any sort of capacity. Oh, um, they piss me off too much and they have really bad customer service. But I've been trying to go straight to the restaurants recently. Mm-hmm. This is like totally not horror. Now. <laughs> but like we've been, I've been trying to go straight to the restaurants, but LA doesn't have their own delivery people. Unlike New York, where they still have their own delivery people, no matter what app you do, yeah. that delivery guy, that's why you have a delivery radius. And they don't have that in LA. So th- no matter what, you still have some third party coming in. So it has to be through the app. And it kind of sucks. Because yeah. also you're charging like, $15 sometimes of extra delivery fees and that's not even tipping the delivery driver that right. goes to like so it's and then you mess up the order and it's just like cool what the fuck were those fees for fuck <laughs> oh, no. yourself don't don't everyone's you know, trying to get a piece of your support pocket local delivery yep I don't know. absolutely yeah. red river horror podcast not presented by uber eats no. No. <laughs> no. We support Olivia, local. Party not sponsored by Uber Eats. <laughs> local deliveries only. Yes. So. Call your restaurant and tip your delivery people. Yeah. And when bartenders are back, you tip them too. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That'd be like tip the hardest everybody. part going from like East Coast, like especially like Northeast, like yeah. and then going to like LA because like it's there's many like mom and pop pizza shops on like everywhere. Or like I heard it's you not, don't want to have to be here. That's you what, don't want to have pizza. That's what everyone says. It's not. 
Yeah. Um, I was actually, I've been watching the OC and I was wow. like, you know, the OC has really given me this whooped sense of like what California is. They make you think they have like good bagels. They don't. Mm. They make you think that they have like good Chinese food. They don't. Mm. Make you think they have good pizza. They don't. We do have good Thai. Really good Thai. Uh, okay. okay. I'd say that. Yeah, I like upped my Thai game here. One out of ten ain't bad. Very like Thai tacos. Very like <laughs> Thai and tacos. That's Su- there's some good sushi maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but there's still bad sushi everywhere. Yeah, it's... I mean you're not getting around that. Very <laughs> <laughs> much went such into the gutter for that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh god. If you if you can get the sushi at a what's the upscale? Was it the upscale Walgreens in New York? They have sushi there. Is it the, it's like Wayne a, Reed? Yeah. If you, Wayne Reed does have sushi. If you, if you could eat sushi there, you could eat sushi anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's like those it's like those those vaccine gifts. Yeah. Like if you uh, had this, you're fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, right. You'll, you'll survive. It's a, if you've had seven eleven sushi, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> Slash might have a tapeworm. Figure that out. But most likely got a parasite. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, what was that Cuban place we went to on Times Square, off Times Square? I mean, that's just what's special about New York. And yes. we're just wandering around, and then we just walked down these stairs, and it was like a little Cuban kitchen, and we just had a great yeah. meal for like $4. It was a huge breakfast, though. Like, it was like the meat, the eggs, the potatoes, and I was like, wow, I wouldn't expect this, because my first trip to Times Square, I got completely robbed. Like, <laughs> not not physically, but just like, wow, this oh. is expensive. <laughs> you got, you got <laughs> manhattan like, Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, that's why you avoid that part. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I have to say, like, the most biggest thing I miss about New York is the food. God, I miss the food so much. Shout out to Cheeky Sandwiches and Mr. Taco Robin. They're not doing well. That's my favorite place. Mm-hmm. If they close, I have no reason to go back to New York City. Mm-hmm. Are they both um, in Brooklyn? Uh, they're in both in the Lower East Side. Okay. Yeah. Right. Really great ramen. Really great fried chicken sandwich with gravy and like this slaw, but it's more of like a pickly type of slaw, but like not a mayonnaise super slaw, but like on a biscuit. Oh my gosh. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Write, write biscuit, it down. gravy, coleslaw, fried chicken. How can you mess that up? We saw Leonardo we're DiCaprio gonna, on Saturday. What once. was the name of the chicken sandwich? Yeah, we got to link this in the post. Yeah, what's the name? We, uh, we can get up Cheekies, there. Cheeky's Sandwiches. C H E. And then Mr. Taco Ramen. Is the shit, wow. and they're only a few blocks away from each other. If you feel like you know, getting nice and <laughs> gluttonous, right, right. They call it a bang bang. <laughs> it's where you have one meal and then you go to another restaurant and have another. I did that for New for New Year's Day. I had an American breakfast right when I was done eating my biscuits. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go or don't go. That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> when I was eating my biscuits, I was already ordering like a chicken schnitzel with like mashed potatoes and gravy and like red cabbage from like the German place that just opened. And then we ordered Thai food after that. Our room smelled fantastic. I bet. What a mix. <laughs> <laughs> but that was New Year's Day. Wonderful gluttonous bang, 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 bang of food. Nice. It was oh, great. Just, just because you're you're in the business, did you watch any of the programming on New Year's Eve this year? No. Holy crap. It was scary. I watched scary. The Office because they took off. Yep. <laughs> right. That was the last day for The Office on uh, Netflix. Huh? So you, yep, yep. What about you? Did you did you watch any of the programming on New Year's? 
No, I told you what I did. I mean, I, I was lucky enough to you go down, down the shore. I went down the Jersey shore and set up shop on like a beach. The moon was like perfectly lit. So we oh. didn't even need flashlights and just oh, popped wow. off. You did tell me that. I'm sorry. That's romantic. It was. I was with my fiance. And like a couple <laughs> yeah. And, you know, how That's sweet. really sweet. Yeah. So I'm just, this, this New Year's Eve was bizarre. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. I don't know how we ended up on the Fox one, but it was Ken Young and some other guy mm-hmm. and Craig Robinson playing like like in a jazz band type thing. Okay. And then they just cut to, I guess, Times Square or somewhere. And Jason, Jason Bateman, not Jason Bateman, who's the American Pie guy? Uh, Jason Biggs. Jason, Jason Briggs. B- Biggs, yes. <laughs> yeah. So he's just there. And the host is just like, all right, like, yeah, like, and we're here with Jason Biggs. Like, I can't hear you guys. Like, I can see you, but I can't really hear you. Like, so it, it was, I felt like I was in Bizarro World because then I flipped around and then there was another station that, like, the host was like drunk. Like, she was like, why Man. not? I don't. <laughs> Which one was Cindy Lauper on? Oh, Ooh. I think that was New Year's Rockin' Eve. But it's no longer Dick's New Year's Rocket Eve. Who is it? Who owns it? I think Seacrest does it, doesn't he? Yeah, so it is. I think it's Dick Clark's New Year's Rocket Eve. Ryan's Rocket Eve. Yeah. <laughs> it's like weird. It's like I didn't want to see Times Square like empty, but it's like I also don't really care when it's full either. It's just like I see it when there's all these people. I'm like, oh, that looks like a nightmare. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's empty. You're like, still looks like a nightmare. Yeah, it looks <laughs> like a nightmare. I just had to ask Times you. Square is just a nightmare. <laughs> no, since you brought up New Year's, I was thinking like, yes, this was a freaking bizarre New Year's. Like eleven fifty nine, like twelve was just as bizarre as eleven fifty nine, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like time has passed. I mean, the only thing that was significant was already mentioned, which was the office leaving Netflix. It's just like there it goes. And I feel like it wasn't made like announced, and no one really knew, and like everyone was trying to go to sleep New Year's Day after maybe possibly being up all night, and they're like, "Where the fuck is the office? Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck is the office?" I got nothing but, but targeted ads for Peacock. It's like the office now on Peacock. <laughs> I know, and I was like, "Well, I, I have to get it anyway because they also have Parks and Rec, and you know, they, do. So they took away all my nighttime shows, which is probably good for my New Year's resolution of not falling asleep to TV." Oh, uh, that's a tough one because the office mm. is like the perfect one for that too. It is. I don't need to watch it. Like yeah. I can just, it just brings hear you it comfort. and close my eyes and see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sums up my entire relationship with my future wife. So with my fiance, <laughs> like, the office is like our regular rotation parks okay. and rec, like the Michael Schur shows. So it's like, <laughs> uh, what are we going to do? Do we even sign up for Peacock? I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll get a VPN. Cause I think if I just go to Canada, I can have it. Oh, on Netflix. yeah. Do we have to pay for it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I'll figure something out. I'm just gonna say we're promoting a film. You gotta pay for it, dude. You gotta pay. For, well, I would be paying for it, right? I, I just like I will pay for go, don't go, right? When yeah. available, <laughs> support <laughs> January 12th. Yes, on all platforms, yeah. such as iTunes, Amazon, Vudu. <laughs> Let me look. Finish me off here. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Let's uh, pull up the press release. Got two premium. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it is. It's on all of them, and I just ha- where the hell did it go? Does January. It it's on all of them. It's it's yeah. If you it, so just go slash don't go, but do go online and look up that specifically, and and what you will see is where <laughs> hey, you can watch it. <laughs> I'm always up for a post. But there are many options. <laughs> right. I'm always up for that post apocalypse. Can uh, I get it out? No. Post-apocalyptic thriller. 
<laughs> always down for one of those. So it really looks like a lot of fun. And we'll put up the the trailer with the episode too. I mean, I, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward. It's to such it. a great trailer. Also, like yeah. I love trailers. Like I'm, they're important to me. Like I can just sit and watch trailers. This is a great trailer. I have to say, yeah. the music is great for it. It's a good trailer. And we got the extended trailer. We, we said the brand new extended trailer. Mm-hmm. So we get two, I think two minutes and 21 seconds. That'll be embedded. I think that's correct. Yeah. That's the time. So, <laughs> so, so we also uh, have hashtag games, uh, women in horror Wednesday. So yep. you, okay. will, you will be the subject of women in horror Wednesday next Wednesday. Cause this, this episode oh. will air Monday or that's when it'll oh. start. Then on Tuesday, the film comes out. Mm-hmm. So we have the podcast go out Monday. Yeah. Then the the post that's with that has the trailer embedded, mm-hmm. the podcast embedded, mm-hmm. all that stuff, mm-hmm. where you can watch it. And mm-hmm. then finally on Wednesday it'll be Women in Horror Wednesday, so you get another day of promotion. So out hashtag, of it. and then we'll try and get everybody who's on our Twitter to send you nothing, nothing but love. <laughs> Yay! They're usually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I realize the world can't hear my silent clap. So <laughs> perfect. Everyone, yeah. this is episode 25 of the Red River Horror Podcast. Go, don't go. Coming out January 12th. Pretty much look at in, look look for it in Google, and then you'll see it. There it is. We have the lovely Olivia Lucardi with us today. Olivia, thank you so much for spending some time. Thank you for having me, guys. I've had a lot of fun. Yeah, this was a really good time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All, yeah. Right. All right. So we just stop right, recording. Well, I'll stop the recording. Most importantly, Go, Don't Go, released January 12th. Go to RedRiverHorror.com if you want to see the trailer Absolutely. for Go, Don't Go. And you can watch, you know, hey, we're we're all still in lockdown, right? So you can watch it anywhere you stream. Mm-hmm. And then be ready to help us show Olivia some love on Wednesday for hashtag Women, Women in Horror, Horror Wednesday. Wednesday. Yay. Woo-hoo. So, all right, that's all we got for you today. It's episode number 25 of the Red River Horror Podcast. I've been your host, Joe Zekreski. You can find me at Red River Joe on Twitter, and you can always email us at well, redriverhorror at gmail.com. And, Eddie, they can find you. You are the man of at Red River Horror. Yeah, just hit Twitter. at Red I guess River so Horror. Is, but yeah. We got to grow that Twitter, baby. We do end Instagram. So, mm-hmm. as you heard in that interview, the Women in Horror is going to be on the gram. On the gram. Giddy up. Women in Horror Wednesday. Wednesday. All right. And of course, folks, keep traveling those channels of fear. Mm-hmm.